You know, I was talking to Jan uh, earlier this week. Of uh, we become so familiar with the Christian themes, it's just kind of like putting on a glove or better yet, a pair of old shoes. <laughs> We're comfortable with it, and uh, and in it we just uh, relish what is ours to enjoy during this time of year. What has come to us as uh, uh, pleasing and uh, soothing and comforting. And yet, when you think about it, when you go back to that first Christmas, the world was anything but pleasing and soothing and comforting. We're going to look at some of those uh, uh, time periods in the life of Christ. As, uh, <laughs> the one who was proclaimed to be the, the uh, one to usher in peace how he coped with his world, and how he encouraged those around him to also cope with their world. I want us to turn to the Gospel of John. And there's only two verses there. Maybe the best thing to do is to watch it as it's projected, because I'm going to be just going from one to the other, and for you to have to shuffle pages in between might be a little bit distracting. So either you can follow along and... uh, And let me share these words with you. These are the words of Jesus. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Since recorded time, or I should say recorded history, there is a a record of at least 8,000 different treaties that have been made with the hope of somehow bringing peace as people are in conflict or in war. The average time of these treaties that have accumulated over centuries is about two years. Treaty made, in two years' time, it's broken. Peace is rare. Less than 8% of the time since these records were being kept 8% of the time was the world entirely at peace. Out of 3,500 plus years, (laughs) only 286 of those years was it recorded that the world was at peace. Every time, the treaties were broken. Wars and conflicts that are fought and extended in and throughout history are not limited to the battlefields. Hostility and confrontations have marked discords, discord between religions, between races, between social and economic groupings. There is animosity, schisms and feuds within neighborhoods and within families. 
as individuals in our own personal lives, we are rattled with those peace robbers, such as fear, anxiety, worry, dread, and concern. As the nations of this world, people, groups, communities, and families struggle and long for peace, so do you and I. Be it on the global front or battlefields within the very soul, peace eludes us. <laughs> Yet Jesus said to his 12 disciples, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. In the midst of life oppressed by a pagan rule and religious persecution aimed at Jesus himself and his disciples, Jesus promises peace. On the night when discord was registered among those who sat around the table with Jesus, where fear would strike their hearts and desertion would soon take place, Jesus spoke of peace. Alone in prayer, Confining in his three most trusted friends, it's recorded in the Gospel of Mark that Jesus said that his, his soul was greatly distressed and troubled. The battle within was expressed by Jesus as he told his three friends, my soul is very sorrowful, even unto death. And then comes the climax of this struggle of the soul as Jesus claimed his peace when he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. In the midst of it all, Jesus comes to peace as he entrusts what is to unfold before him to his heavenly Father. But the battle's not over. What was to follow was the full force of Satan's evil, his attempt to conquer the soul, coming against the Son of God with every insult, every tool of torture, and every instrument of suffering and death. But the last words spoken by our Lord, as recorded in the Gospel of Luke, are, Father, into thy hands... I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Still, the battle's not over. Jesus was dead. He was buried as to believe that the promise of peace was entombed with him. All appearances were that the enemy had won the war. But the battle wasn't over. Jesus claimed the victory, for the grave could not hold him. <laughs> he conquered the enemy death. And upon his resurrection, Jesus appeared to those who were in hiding, those fright-filled, distraught disciples. And the first words he spoke to them was, Peace to you. Wow. And you know what? The battle's not over. 
Because it rages on as the enemy still chooses to have his way with you and with me. And the course has been set that the victory is ours in Jesus Christ. And peace forever will be ushered in as he claims for his own, his faithful followers, and he establishes his kingdom once and for all. Then the battle is over. In the seventh chapter of Luke, we read of two accounts, and these are two among many that are saved for us in the Gospels, where peace was, was pronounced to those who were suffering, suffering greatly. In Luke's own narrative, he says, a woman of the city, a sinner, whose reputation was known by those present with Jesus, found herself at his feet, anointing them with oil, wetting them with her tears, wiping them with her hair. For she sought him out, came to him, and surrendered her defiled dignity and careless life only to him. In knowing from life's experiences, nothing in her world was satisfied. Nowhere had she had found peace or experienced true love. And it was Jesus, upon her coming to him, he said, Woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Later in the book, the Gospel of Luke, we read of another woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. Not only was she destitute, she would have been an outsider, tagged as being unclean because of her illness. Pushed to the side, but yet herself pushing through the crowd to simply touch the robe of Jesus as he walked by was her desperate reach for healing. The act of hope brought the crowd surrounding Jesus to a halt and brought Jesus to her when he spoke these words. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Did you hear the key word in these accounts of Christ proclaiming peace upon these two women? Faith. Faith brought about healing. Faith brought about salvation. Faith brought about hope. Faith brought about peace. We read in Romans 5, 1, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. William Barclay helps us, I think, to appreciate what this word peace, particularly in the time of Christ when the word was shalom. And shalom never meant simply the absence of trouble. It meant everything which makes for our highest goal. The peace which the world offers us is the peace of escape, the peace which comes from the avoidance of trouble and from refusing to face things as they are. 
The peace which Jesus offers us is the peace of conquest. No experience of life can ever take it from us. No sorrow, no danger, no suffering can make it any less. It is independent of our outward circumstances. Peace is not found in the escape from the turbulent conditions that are around us. A withdrawal to a tranquil, untroubled, quiet retreat. As pleasing and as refreshing as that haven may be, it will be short-lived and it will not last. Our victorious Lord and Savior promised us peace. In the midst of all our battles, we find peace by surrendering to him, yielding to the will he has for us, for you, for me. Yes, the battle rages on. But true and lasting peace is to be found only as we turn to the Prince of Peace. No one can have the peace of God until they are at peace with God. In doing some reading for sermon preparation, I, I came across uh, the work of a, a Carolyn Arison. There, are, I don't know. If, I asked Jan if you, she knew Carol, Carolyn Arison. I never heard of her. Only to discover, uh, see, this I came across because she wrote an article for Guidepost magazine. She's an author of over 89 books, a Christian woman. Uh, most of it's Christ, uh, fiction, fictional writing, but tells stories of how, again, the Lord has worked in her life through these fictional characters. And in her article to Guideposts, she was sharing with the reader the struggle she had dealing with the loss of her foster son through cerebral palsy. And she came to this conclusion. She said, I learned that peace is not in the absence of pain. Peace is in the presence of God. And, and that, that's just been laid out before us through the, the stories we have read from the Gospel of Luke, by being in the presence of God. The turmoil and unrest we experience in life is because, I hate to say this, but it's because of an absence of God. And it's not his choosing. It's how we have either forgotten or for whatever reason excluded him to be a part of our daily existence, our, our daily life. Too busy, too much in a hurry, too many distractions, or sin, whatever it might be. We don't recognize his presence. You've got to remember that he called to us. He wants to be with us. He's, Jesus' own words was, as come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Another word for peace. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. 
in Jesus, spending time with him. I remind you of the verses that we read to begin this message on that terrible night of betrayal and desertion of his friends. The first thing Jesus said to them was, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Jesus keeps his promises. He is a peacekeeper and a promise keeper at the same time. I dare, I'm reluctant always to refer back to a sermon that I've preached before, because I can barely remember them. So I'm not expecting you to. But maybe, maybe you remember the song that I referred to some time ago by Andre Crouch, Through It All. I'm going to take the liberty to again refer to that song, you know, jar your memory a bit, and share with you the words of his last stanza where he wrote and sang, I thank God for the mountains, and I thank him for the valleys, I thank him for the storms he brought me through. For if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that he could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. Through it all. Through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God through it all. I've learned to depend upon his word. We can receive the peace of God through trusting in Jesus. We can enjoy the peace of God through following Jesus. And we can spread the peace of God through proclaiming Jesus. Paul wrote to the troubled church in Philippi, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Sometimes, again, because of the familiarity of the stories or because it's the Bible and we've heard it before, it somehow just doesn't connect. Let me read to you the words of someone you all know. Dear friends and prayer warriors, as you know, it's been a really rough month really been a rough month and a half for me with several ER trips and hospital stays. The truth is things are not going well in my battle against this cancer. This is really serious and things appear to be going worse quickly. I'm still fighting hard and this girl is not about to go down without a fight. My doctor personally called me and likened my condition to a car speeding down a hill. And he's been trying to find a medication, a treatment that will apply the brakes so we can at least slow the car down. So far, nothing has worked, 
the way we had hoped. Please know, I continue to absolutely believe God can do anything he chooses. But apart from a major shift in direction, it looks like my journey does not include a complete healing on this side of eternity. I can't express enough how thankful I am for your faithful prayers for my over 10 and a half year battle. I want to underscore, despite a discouraging report, God is still so good to me. Things are well with my soul. These are one of many posts of Donna Bassett as she had been fighting her cancer all these years, holding to the peace that she has found in Christ Jesus. Kind of hits home when you know somebody that's going through the battle, and you might be going through one yourself. Whether it's through the words of the gospel writers or a testimony from someone like Adana Bassett, or by the very words of Jesus when he said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Let us pray. Peace, peace, ever so sweet when it's found in Jesus. As much as this ugly world wants to remind us, Father, of discord, hate, anger, we find in you the salve that is needed to heal the heart, to restore the soul, to give us a peace for today a peace for tomorrow, and a peace that carries us into eternity as we trust and lean on the name of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.